0: A big happy Monday to all of you, happy holidays, what a weekend in college basketball, what a weekend at Madison Square Garden, I was on hand for Seton Hall number 9 Kentucky Saturday, and just an unbelievable game at MSG, felt like March, and for it to still be early December just shows how much great college basketball we've already had, we're in for quite the season. But there's three things on my mind in Big East basketball, and I had to hop on the podcast machine to get them out to you because I think that they're all important as the season goes on in Big East hoops. So here's a state of where the conference is at right now, in my opinion, with three big things on my mind. Number one, Marquette showed to me that they are truly the biggest challenger to Villanova in the Big East because they won a game that they would not have won previously in previous seasons under Steve Wojciechowski and you can hear it from him here. Well it's like night and day I mean tonight um, you know offensively we weren't as good as we traditionally are and a big part of that was the Badgers defense Uh, we would not have won a game like this last year and we were able to grind it out uh, made some big plays at the end, and had some guys really step up and make key plays. They beat Wisconsin 74-69, to a Wisconsin team that came in with just one loss to Virginia, a Final Four contender, and Wisconsin is a team that could end up in the Final Four too. And that's why Marquette's win says a lot, because it's the way that they won the game. Get this, they shot 35% from the field. Marcus Howard shot 7 for 29. Marquette shot 6 for 18 from 3. 6 for 18 from 3. So, when you think about that, okay, Marquette did not shoot the basketball well. They allowed Wisconsin to shoot 27 for 54. I'm not a math major, but folks, that's 50%. Marquette shot 35%, Wisconsin shot 50%. In this case, those numbers, they do lie. Ethan Happ had 34 points and shot 16 for 21 from the field. If I would have told you that that would happen pregame, everyone and their mother would have said, Wisconsin is winning this game. Marquette found a way to win. They showed that they can defend. And they showed that being among the top teams in the Big East in defensive categories thus far this season is not just some kind of fluke. So if you're a Marquette fan, you have got to be encouraged. After the Indiana game, it looked like it would be more of the same for Marquette this year. But for Marquette to beat Wisconsin... After beating Kansas State and Louisville, they're showing that they are a Big East title contender and that they could be a team that makes a run in the NCAA tournament. Sam Hauser is their most important player in my mind. 13 points, 14 rebounds in this win over Wisconsin, 4 assists. And when I talk to Big East coaches across the conference and I ask, Why are Marquette's guards so lethal? And there is no question about it. I love Marcus Howard's ability to just go off in a game. There's not much more fun things to watch in college basketball than when Marcus Howard's hot. But Sam Hauser is such an important factor for this team because he does little things. He rebounded the basketball against a physical Wisconsin team. And he just makes the right play for Steve Wojciechowski. So I really thought Marquette showed a lot in that win over Wisconsin. That's the first thing that comes to mind about the weekend is that the golden Eagles in a game that you would have said, Oh, okay. They're going to have to shoot the lights out. They'll have to do it from three. Well, they, they only shot six for 18 from three. They only shot 35% from the field. Marquette showed that they could skin a cat in different ways. That's big for them going forward. Number two, discipline and St. John's going together. St. John's is nine and zero. And you're thinking, well, who have they played? Look, the win over VCU has increased with value. The Rams have a win over Texas and gave Virginia a good fight. Yes, St. John's non-conference schedule, I get where you're coming from on that. We all know that that is an elephant in the room. But I want you to turn the page for a moment and look at what Chris Mullen did on Sunday. He did not start LJ Figueroa, Marvin Clark, or Justin Simon. He said it was a coach's decision. Remember when I said that Marquette, they won a game on Saturday and they wouldn't have won in previous seasons? St. John's did a thing uh, on Sunday. Marquette winning on Saturday, by the way. St. John's did a thing on Sunday that they wouldn't have done in previous seasons. Discipline enters the fold. We don't know why those three starters sat, but the fact that they did sit said something. The great New York media reporter Roger Rubin uh, asked Chris Mullen about it. And and Coach Mullen said it was a coach's decision. And look, he didn't extend upon it. But I thought it said a lot on Sunday that Mullen did make a decision and went with Greg Williams, Brian Trimble, Mikey Dixon. Uh, Dixon's been an impact addition From Quinnipiac, L.J. Figueroa has been impact Juco transfer. But to make the moves that they did there in the starting lineup, to prove a point, I think it does say a little bit. Now, Clark and Simon are two really good kids and have added leadership to this program. So don't read too much into it. But discipline was something that stood out. Because it hasn't happened before in the Mullen tenure uh, to this extent. And I thought that it showed. It showed on Sunday. St. John's wins by 15. Uh, there's a lot of layers to the game. But the biggest layer thus far in St. John's 9-0 start is, is that they're winning games that they haven't before because they have the best player on the floor. His name's Shamari Pons. And the third thing on my mind is that he has competition in the Big East Hoops Player of the Year race, Marcus Howard, and Seton Hall's Miles Powell. Miles Powell put up one of the best performances I have seen uh, in my six years really covering the sport extensively. But when you talk to Seton Hall fans, when you talk to people that see a lot of games at the Garden, all the folks at the Garden, immediately set after the game, that is one of the all-time performances, and it's one of the best games that we've had in quite some time here. Seton Hall's 84-83 win over number 9 Kentucky was simply unbelievable. You've got Powell double-clutching and hitting a 3 to give Seton Hall 3-point lead with 1.1 on the clock. And then Keldon Johnson sends the roof off the building with a half-court heave to force overtime. So you're thinking at that point, okay, the dust is going to settle. Kentucky's going to find a way to win. They've got too much momentum on their side. Powell doesn't let up. Miles Kale steps up as the hero, making a huge three on a day where he could not hit much and hasn't hit a whole lot this season. You know what he said? My coach told me to keep shooting. That win said a lot about Kevin Willard, but it also put Miles Powell in the Big East Player of the Year race. It really solidified it. You could say that he was a factor. Now he, now he really is one. He knew it after, and Shamari Ponds knows it now. Definitely fun. Uh, and Miles Powell, like he, like more, like my brother. So I mean, it's definitely fun. Uh, to compete. Uh, knowing that he's playing good. Um, them guys are playing good. I mean, I'm happy for them. For Seton Hall. This is a season-changing win. Losing to St. Louis, Nebraska, Louisville. They had to cash in on one of these resume opportunities, and they cashed in on the biggest of them. And it's a showcase of why you schedule hard, and that one afternoon can change your whole season in this sport. That's the beauty that college basketball has over college football. The field of 68, in today's times, can have an awfully soft bubble. A forgiving sense. And for Sedan Hall to find a way behind a Big East Player of the Year candidate turns their season into one that can have March Madness expectations. Big time result in a big time game against a Kentucky team that right now is not the ninth best team in the country but will be will be top 10 good by March I would think P.J. Washington was exceptional Hero was a 3 away from putting the game away could not hit if Kentucky finds any perimeter shooting and if they can just figure out their point guard situation easier said than done uh, we'll see Impact games this week. It is a lighter schedule because of finals week. Another critical Saturday. Villanova taking on number one Kansas. Georgetown hosts SMU looking to respond from a tough loss at Syracuse. And how will they respond? SMU a little bit more down this year, but Georgetown has to show they can get a win like that at home. Seton Hall hosts a Rutgers team that gave it all that they had against Michigan State and Wisconsin, but also lost to Fordham. Those two things going together uh, are, are very strange. But you know Rutgers is not going to just be a slouch, so seidenhall Hall's got the Scarlet Knights in a game that Seidenhall Hall needs to win. Butler takes on Indiana at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Another resume opportunity for the Dogs, one that they could really use, but it will be tough against Archie Miller's Hoosiers. That is part of the Crossroads Classic, which is a staple to Indianapolis basketball, with Purdue and Notre Dame in the game beforehand. That's Saturday. I will be on hand for Butler, Indiana. More to come on that this week. And that really rounds it out for this week. Still to come in non-conference play, Xavier traveling to Missouri in a, a power conference affair. Creighton goes to Oklahoma one that the Jays could really use after losses to Gonzaga and Nebraska. You want to solidify that resume. And then Buffalo and Marquette, how about the the Bulls in the top 15? Providence at Texas, that's going to be very crucial for Providence. Very crucial for Providence. So that's just a glimpse of what's still ahead. couple more weeks until conference play. But I think Marquette, with their recent statement wins... That's a helper to St. John's because St. John's needs to build their resume more with some big conference wins. And they start out at Seton Hall and then home to Marquette at Carnesecca Arena. That is as big of a conference play start that I think you see around the league. So pivotal for them to get on the board early. But... With Villanova win over Florida State, Florida State who dropped UConn over the weekend. With Marquette beating Wisconsin, beating Kansas State. With Seton Hall notching a win over Kentucky. Uh, that's what the league needed here in the last couple of weeks. And they've gotten some of those big wins, those wins that have unlimited mileage. So those three things Marquette showing us they could win with some defense. Didn't need to. Have an outstanding shooting day. Didn't need to shoot the ball better than Wisconsin. St. John's, some discipline we see over the weekend. And a Big East player of the year can add into the fold in Miles Powell. That does it for me. Catch me throughout the week. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Fanta. If you got a question, a comment, whatever it may be. It's that time of year, folks, in college basketball. A lot of fun here as we near-conference play as these teams try to notch their resumes here, which which then can benefit the rest of your league, and it really can pay off in big dividends come Selection Sunday. Great to talk with you. Talk to you later this week.